Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. I'm pretty sure that this is episode 169. Yes! <laughs> this. You did it, Chris. Yep. You made it. This week on our special guest couch, we have a, our, our third member of the podcast now, basically. <laughs> Fultron has returned. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for being here. It's always a party, sir. Always a party whenever you're on the the special guest couch. Yes. My mom tells me. We talk about (laughs) you like every week. Wait, your mom has a special guest couch. Uh Uh-huh. Oh. (laughs) This is unraveling quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I can't keep this lie going. Is it a -a (laughs) (laughs) hide-a-bed? That way, you can can sleep on it. Yes. (laughs) It gets late at night, and you're hanging out. You just pull it out and sleep. Special guest couch. There you go. So we just saw Suicide Squad. <laughs> we did just see Suicide Squad. And we're a lot more lively than normal because we saw it at 6 o'clock. That's yes. right. It's not even 9 o'clock. Oh, it is 9 o'clock. <laughs> it's 9.01. Nine guys, it's 9 o'clock Barely and we're nine starting the podcast. It's yeah. before, before 10. Yeah, usually it'd be like 10, 10.30, something like that. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. On yes. a good day. When Man. we walked out, it was still light a little bit outside. I know. Like, it was just just that little, like, the, the sun was peeking up on the clouds the over the distance. The weather was kind of cool because, like, I, so... The theater, we went to Hollywood 27 in Nashville. They have, like, all these neon lights all over the building. And I love neon lights on a theater. And then, like, all these neon lights. And then, like, these kind of dark lo- um, looming clouds over us. And uh, lightning in the sky. It's but it wasn't cool. raining. So no rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a distant thunderstorm. So I went to the wrong theater to begin with. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, I'm going to be great. It starts at 6. I'm going to get there at 5.30, get a seat. going to get some 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 popcorn because I had, like, a free popcorn on my account, like the rewards program, and it expires in, like, two days. And I was like, I better get that free popcorn. So <laughs> I go to the theater, and it's uh, – I go to the Green Hills Theater. But, in my like, I bought the ticket earlier this week for Hollywood 27. I knew it was Hollywood 27, but the whole time I was thinking, okay, so I'm going to go eat – over in, in like Green Hills, go eat at Zoe's Kitchen, delicious, uh, awesome food over there. Eat at Zoe's Kitchen and then go to the theater there at the Green Hills Mall. I get there. I get as far as I'm gonna like I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go get the seats before I do the uh, the concession stuff. And I have them scan my phone and it goes, Oh, it won't work. And then the lady's like, here, let me let me uh, let me see what your, your ticket says. And she puts on her glasses and like holds up her holds <laughs> up the phone and she goes, she looks at me and she says this says Hollywood 27 and hands me back my phone. And like, that was it. And I was just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> was that an older short lady with like gray uh, hair? Yes. She's awesome. She's, she's always, 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 always there. 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 And the I, Green I love it. Ticket taker. Yeah. It's amazing. She's just like, she's the crabbiest old lady you'll ever meet. <laughs> she's in your awesome life. though. Yeah. I love like so, walking in and she's just like, I don't know, the phones, you know, because they used to have like where you take out so, your phone. Yeah, yeah. You take out your phone. They had a phone that they had to take a picture of your phone with. Oh now gosh. they have these nifty uh, iPads that sit on stands there that take like, they just constantly like it'll scan your, yeah. scan your phone in. But, uh, but there was, there was always a, a weird thing where it's like, oh, how, how far apart do you like, how, how far away do you hold the two phones? Well, how much proximity? I almost wish it was one of those things where you just like do the fist bump thing, where you exchange contacts. But it was like that with tickets, where it's just like, mm, I'm going to see a movie. The uh, whenever I go in there for pre-screening um, movies, and right. I have like, I just I have my sheet, and the I walk paper. in, and I'm like, I'm here for the 
I walk up to her. And I'm like, I'm here for the pre-screening. She usually just takes her thumb and points behind her. It's downstairs. I love it. That's so awesome. And then she spits on your toes. It's downstairs. It reminds so me. It's like the what's so what's the the monster on Mo- in Monsters Inc. Yeah, the, like Mister Wednesday. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, we saw Suicide Squad. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Yes, that's right. Um, but first, what have you been up to this week, John? So, I started and have been playing a lot of Quantum Break. Ooh. Do um, you like it? Ooh. I really enjoy it. So, okay. Whenever <laughs> whenever I first started it up, here's here's the story of how this went. <laughs> so, I first started up and I'm like starting to play the game. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome because I installed it a few days in advance. And I've been, as you know, I've been clearing off my Xbox hard drive to clear up for, you know, the Falls games and things. So, finishing up games. Um, and so I finished like Batman, finished like Sunset Overdrive. And anyway, so I would get to this game and I'm, I've it installed, I'm ready to go. I play through the first little bit and there's like a television show and the television show is not on the disc apparently. Mm. And you have to like stream it What? or you have to download really? it. Yeah. So like whenever it's first started streaming, here's, here's a pro tip. Don't stream it. It's terrible audio. Like it's terrible quality. Like whatever. <laughs> Are you sure your internet's just not good enough? No, I feel like, cause like Netflix <laughs> works fine and everything. Yeah. And it's like, and it's always like great quality and stuff. But I feel like they're doing this through like phone lines or something. <laughs> like there's this on <laughs> a computer dialogue. in like, <laughs> Antarctica, you know, it's like this thing is, you know, crossing four oceans and whatever to get to me. Anyway, so I downloaded it and the, uh, the television show, if you download it to your hard drive is 75 gigs. Oh my goodness. And it just took forever. And I was just like, that's, that's kind of insane, but it's way better quality. It's going without a hitch at this point. So, wow. Gosh. But yeah, so that's, that was my experience where the first night of playing this thing was like, oh, I got to the television show. And I'm like, yeah, let me get my get a drink. I'm done playing for the night. I'm going to, you know, watch this show and then go to bed. And then I start watching the show. I'm like, I can't. I just can't. What? How do, what, how do I fix this? And so I start the <laughs> 75 gig download and I'm, I'm sitting there watching it. 1%. 1%. percent. Oh, uh, no, this isn't happening tonight. And because it's, it's not like you can just watch the first episode right. and download them one at a time. That would be too convenient. Oh, so the 75 gigs is all episodes yeah. together. It's the whole thing. Like the that whole, it's all in one big package. And so, uh, but yeah, so uh, the game is really fun. At first I was like, uh, I don't know if I like any of these characters. Um, they weren't immediately like likable. Uh, but after the first act and everything, it really kind of takes off. And so the second night, whenever I sat down, I was like, I'm amped to play it at this point. I think I'm about 60% of the way through at this point. Nice. So uh, it's it's been, a, it's been a fun ride so far. They do some cool things with like the, the, uh, time mechanics and like you've these different time powers and so like you can do things like stop time in a specific area so you can like run through a room freeze one dude in time shoot another guy and just like kind of run around and do all these different powers uh and and chain them all together it's pretty fun um so yeah that's that's what i've been up to this week that's cool fultron what have you been up to is this different from pick of the week this is different oh just what have you kind of been up to um well, my pick of the week is kind of something I've been doing all week. Okay. Okay. So, well, we can hold off for that. Maybe we'll hold later. off. Yeah. yeah. Chris. Ah. What have you been up to this week? <sighs> I uh, decided to jump <laughs> in hardcore into Disney Infinity 3.0. Yes. And number one, I cannot believe that they're getting rid of this game. Mm. This is like the most depressing thing. Well, because so, you're already basically it's already woo. 
It's already, by the way, uh, full drawn. How does that sure. make sense I'm audibly, not John? I'm sure what your uh, audio listeners have no idea. Yeah, rest in peace, headphone users. <laughs> yeah, get ahead of that out. People can watch on Fultron's Instagram story. Oh, oh man! What were we even saying? <laughs> um, I, we were talking about Disney Infinity. So you oh, basically yeah. are playing this after it's already dead. Yeah. It's not quite buried yet because right. in in March they're shutting down the servers Wait, and uh, and shutting so, down servers. Yeah, so they're shutting down all the servers. So any like of the. Um, community type of events and any of the community uh, uh, campaigns or built things just won't work anymore in the oh store my on your goodness, system. John. All of the, like, all of your play sets and your, those types of things will do and if you've created anything, you'll be able to play it on your system, yeah. but you won't be able to upload anything. Like, you won't be able to share something onto my system. John. Um, so, yeah, it's... It's kind of depressing, Chris, because you're playing this and it's already like it's already decided it's already over, man. Yeah, I had no idea that was happening. Mm. Well, uh, so yeah, I am. Uh, I- I've been playing through that, and like it makes me number one, it makes me want to go to Disney World. Yeah. Number two, always. Um, why did this die? I don't like it. I'm not happy about it, John. <sighs> yeah, I know. It's so like, it, and whenever whenever it all happened, I just get so sad because. There's every single uh, piece of that game that I've played, and I, I, granted, I've only played the 3.0 stuff. I haven't played 2.0. I didn't play 1.0. Yeah. But all of the 3.0 stuff, like the uh, Star Wars campaigns and the racing stuff and the uh, Battlegrounds, which just recently came out, all excellent. Like, yeah. really good stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, Chris. That's all I've been up to. That's all you've been up to? Yeah. Did you... Okay, so do we talk about on the podcast how you bought a bunch of uh, the Disney Infinity figures and stuff? Uh, I think uh, I I, uh, I no I don't know. <laughs> so we were we were on a uh, on a trip. Me and you were on a trip, uh, and we swung by. We were like, oh, man, we we need uh, we need caffeine. So we swung by a Starbucks, and it was in the mall next door to a GameStop. So while we were waiting for our Starbucks, obviously we went into GameStop, and they had all of their Disney <laughs> Infinity figures for like obviously. five dollars or less. Um, and so you picked up some, you picked up some the playsets, that sort of thing. So yeah. it's uh, you dove in there, and so you've been playing it. That's, that's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had some playsets before. I just hadn't really like gone hardcore into like playing it. But yeah, I got like Battlegrounds for like ten dollars. A couple of the other ones for ten dollars. Um, figures were worth like four dollars. Right. You know, so so it's cool never stuff. been a better time to buy these things. It hasn't. But it's dead now. So, R.I.P. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Yeah. Yeah, I've been Pokemon going, but is it time for that segment? Is it time for the uh, the segment? Fultron's got issues. I think it is. <laughs> All right. Lay it on me. Okay. I tweeted a couple days ago that I have been one of the biggest uh, supporters of Pokemon Go. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It brought me and my son together in ways that I have never experienced before. He told me that it's his favorite thing to do with me oh, is man. go Pokemon. I mean, like, just rip your heart out. Like, mm. fantastic <laughs> stuff, right? Mm. And uh, then, all of a sudden, the tracking stops working, right? And you're yep, like, oh, that's right. that sucks. Well, I trust Niantic to fix it because they made this beautiful game 
that was made by angels and unicorn farts, <laughs> and it's going to make everybody happy. That's what they want is for everybody to be happy. That's <laughs> yeah. true. And then... I mean, that's what anybody wants. Right. That's whenever you create anything. You just want people to be happy. I mean, everybody was happy. It was yeah. one of the happiest times we've ever had on this planet was when Pokemon Go came out. All yes. right. So then uh, all of a sudden we get an update, and they just completely do away with tracking completely. Yep. And you're like, I was using that. That's true. Right? So there's another thing they removed from it that I was using quite frequently, which is the power saver mode where you would turn yes. your phone upside Wait. down and the screen would go off. They removed that? They removed yep. that. So like I can't go on like a 10-mile a run and hatch like three eggs while I'm doing it. Why did they Because do that? I can't turn my phone upside down and the screen goes off. It'll just like – it'll constantly be pushing buttons on my phone. Why? Well, isn't that one? Know. Wouldn't we like to know, Chris? <laughs> I, I, I know that Niantic has chosen to keep their mouths shut. I think they've said like they're going to bring back the battery fun- the battery saver function, and I'm like, well, why did you take away in the first place? See, it okay. worked. So, I mean, maybe we can chalk that up to not understanding how app development works, but oh, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. But there's this thing, okay? So, like. If I'm Niantic, I put I I naively think, oh, this might be fun. Let's yeah. make a Pokemon game, yeah. right? Uh-huh. It apparently, unbeknownst to them, was the hugest thing that ever happened to mobile gaming. The biggest thing, literally, on the face of the planet. And so, if I was Niantic, I'd be like, holy crap! Oh. Yeah, no, we did something huge. Like, this is a big deal. And I, it's not that I don't think they know that, but I, they, seem to not, they seem to not know how to express that they know that. Yeah. And so it's like, we just feel like we've just been showering love on them. Like, thank you so much for me. Like, we've since 1996 have wanted this game to exist. In real and, life. Yes, and you made it. Like, you made it. Thank you. And you're getting people off their butts. Like, people who haven't seen daylight in 10 years are walking through parks and meeting friends. Like, this is fantastic. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to need to take away the tracking because we need more money. Like, I don't know if that's why, though. No, because of the other changes. I think it was, I think it was uh, a bunch of, like, bugs and things no, no, no. like that, right? It's, well, okay, but it's all, it's all a part of a thing here. You take away the tracking... The Pokemon are harder to catch. Mm-hmm. That's true. So then you buy more lures. Mm-hmm. You buy more things. Mm-hmm. They also upped the uh, escape rate of Pokemon mm-hmm. and That's made right. them harder to catch. They definitely I did. think since that update, I've had... Pro- I was, it's over 50% of my Pokemon mm. run away from me. That's a, that's that's so sad. Because it's like... I, and, and all of that was always random anyway, where like you'd, you'd capture on first try like a, uh, a, a 300, 400 first you know, try. CP <laughs> first <try>. thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a, uh, a, a 16 CP Caterpie will just like r- run away on you all of a sudden. Right. Right? So it's like random, but it's like it, that doesn't make it feel any better, you know, right. where it's like, oh, if anything can run away from you, then it's just like, oh, well, the thing that I want is going to run away from me. That's sort of thing. If so. I was Niantic... I would have spent a lot more time cultivating that that love that was coming my way and using that uh, as a as kind of like in a reciprocal way back to our fan base of like mm. how can we make you feel like even more a part of this family mm-hmm. yeah. rather than oh you like it great then we've got lots of changes so that yeah. we can keep pulling money out of your pockets like yeah. 
I like so, and that that was my main fear with this the game just in general. Whenever it first launched, was like, okay, so it's a free to play game, it's a free game, and it's like I've you know I've spent a little bit of money on it. It's like it just to buy some lures or to buy, but it's like at the end of the day, free to play games have to like make money, but. It, I don't know. It's just, it, I always was worried that, oh, you can buy Stardust or you could buy something to, you know, to, to, to basically pay to win essentially is what right. I, I don't want to have happen. And I don't know if that's what's happening exactly. Cause they haven't introduced really any new items or anything like that, right. but it does seem like they're making it harder to not spend money almost um, at this Definitely. point. And, you know, I, I know there, there was some interview with uh, with the head of Niantic and he was talking about how they were, they were investigating and trying to do um, partnerships with like McDonald's or yeah. other, other places where it's like a physical location that you have to go there and you have a, you know, maybe there's just like constant lures going off at McDonald's is all over the place right. just to bring in business to McDonald's. And he was saying that those would be better monetization options than um, like buying items in game. He, they, right. they would rather do that than do in game items or anything. It like doesn't that, seem so. like that's what's happening. It doesn't seem like the puzzle pieces are falling into place just yet. So and, hopefully that, that shakes and, out. But, but here's the biggest problem is that they could very well be doing what they said they're going to do but they haven't communicated that to us. Right. And they did send out a letter about the tracking, but basically you just told us what we already knew. They said, right. we're going to take it away. Well, okay. What? Yeah. That's the thing that I love about, about developers like, uh, like the rocket labs or not rocket labs, the uh, rocket league developers. Yeah. Um, where basically they communicate every move they make and they say, even before it's going to happen, they'll be yeah. like, Oh, guess what? Here's what's going to happen. Here's our line of reasoning to why we're going to make these changes. Mm -hmm. Here's the changes it's actually going in like next week or what, you know, so they'll like basically yeah. overshare. So you feel like you're part of that community. And it's like, I'm happy to, I'm happy to hand to them, you know, five, six bucks on oh, like I've new spent cars way or more money. I've spent $0 on Pokemon go. I've spent probably, if you count the price of the game, probably close to $50 on rocket league, right? Mm -hmm. Just buying cars and packs oh, yeah. and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Well, like, it's cause it's cause you're happy to, because again, it, they, they communicate these things. They share, yeah. you feel like you're part of it. You feel like, Hey, you have a voice where they had, uh, they were going to make some changes to how ranked play with friends worked and then the community was like well that doesn't make any sense because now I can't play with my friend who is a way higher level than me or a way lower level than me and they were like well okay so we've heard that we've altered how we were going to make this update make this change here's how we're going to do it now and so you have a here's voice you have a uh you have an input into how the game is shaped because at the end of the day the users and the market determines the product, you know, mm. it yeah. basically says what we're willing to, to do and what mm -hmm. we're willing to pay for and put up with. We all love Pokemon Go. Yeah. A lot. But they're acting like we don't even exist. Mm. So that's how it feels. They're acting like they can take us for a fool. Well, yeah. And also, like, I think, like, they were, they were very much... I don't know why they were surprised about how many users there were doing this thing, but it seemed like at every turn they were like, man, way more people are using this thing than we thought. Cause like uh, the, the servers were off and on for the first like few days. And it was like, you would be lucky to make it into the game um, for like the first 48 hours or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, we're being overloaded. Are we happy you love this game so much, but we have too many people. And it's like, well, uh, uh, uh. And so, you know, potentially some of these changes might be in order to uh, to basically thin out some of the uh, the non-paying no, customers. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. How much money have you spent on this game? Ten bucks. I've spent thirteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> there I'm, it is, Chris. I will say it's one of the first uh, 
microtransaction-based free-to-play games that I've ever actually considered by like. And usually, I have zero. I, I have yeah. no tolerance. Yeah. I do not Z- buy. Zero tolerance policy. I don't buy anything from free apps. I'm like, screw you guys. Like, <laughs> like the dots games where it's like, hey, buy more lives. I'm like, no. I just played for half an hour. I lost. Whatever. I'll come back to it in 30 <laughs> minutes when I get my lives back. Like, I I don't have a problem saying no. But with Pokemon, I've actually thought when I run out of Pokeballs mm-hmm. and there's like a freaking, you know, whatever just pops up out of nowhere and mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe I should just buy some Pokeballs. That's what happens. It happens. It happens. It's, I, real, it's real life. I've only I've only purchased lures and that's, you know, just uh, because it's like I'll be sitting at a, uh, a location and I'll be just be like, oh, well, I'm here for a little while. Let me just do a lure. And then I'll, that's what I bought. Is I've, I've bought everything. All of it. All of it. I haven't bought. I haven't <laughs> bought the backpack extension or the, like the item. That would be really handy. Put po- more Pokemon thing. I feel like whenever, whenever the backpack, like whenever my backpack gets full. Yeah. I'm always just like, well, I, I could, I could always use more Pokeballs. I know. <laughs> but I've bought more Pokeballs. I've bought lures, Lucky Eggs. Um, what else is there? Potions. <laughs> I've bought Chris, pretty much everything. That's pretty awesome. I like it. You're all into this thing, man. You are their you in. are their favorite customer. Well, I know, but now like I'm still I did all that and I'm still out of Pokeballs now because I had and two Eevee run, run away from me earlier. Oh, like man? An Eevee run away from you? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, well, and there's been reports of people buying stuff like potions and uh is it essence? Uh or incense. Incense, incense there yes. it is. Uh and they will drop them or use them. Mm, that's right. And then the servers will that's go right. down. And it happened to me. Yeah. The servers will go down immediately after they use them. Oh, yeah. man. And, so and like, then it's like they only last 30 thing. minutes. Yep. And so it's like if even if it comes up after like 10, 15 minutes, it's like, well, that's a third of my – a third to a half of my uh, – of my money there, you yeah. know, that the, sort of thing. The so. one thing I will say is yeah. I, I do have a zero, almost a zero tolerance policy with games that continue to have server issues after the first week launch. Agreed. Like, I don't even really like it whenever we have them the first week because it's like, could you not stress test this? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> we work for a company that stress tests everything. It can be done. Yeah. yeah. Just, someone makes the decision not to. And, yeah. you know, with, with, especially with the nature of gaming and like beta tests, like there's beta tests all the time. And those things, like if it, if it goes wrong in a beta test, awesome. But then whenever the actual game comes out and like skins in the game, your money's on the table, whatever, and it doesn't work, you're like, well, could you not have, have done, you know, figured out what you needed to figure out from the beta? You know, is yeah. that what a beta is kind of for? So I don't know. And it may be. Maybe incentivize more people to play your beta. So, mm. but yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> that's that. Do you have more issues? I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it was refreshing to Thank hear some. You. Thank you. Some issues. Some. I feel a lot better now. Bringing good. out all those I'm issues. Glad. You look like you have a weight that's lifted off your shoulders. Yes. Well, later we're talking about Suicide Squad. But first, pick of the week. Pick of the week. All right. Let's start with John. What is your pick of the week? My pick of the week is Daredevil on Netflix. Okay. I know I'm way late to the game on on this. Way late to the game Back on this. Back whenever I was talking about, oh man, Daredevil is so awesome, you should watch it, and you're just like, eh. It was, it was, so <laughs> here's the thing. Here's what happened, Chris. 
I hit a doldrum where I was just like over over the weekend. I was like, well, I don't really want to want to want to dive into the next chapter of of Quantum Break. So I just want to sit here and watch something. And I was like, well, there's Daredevil. And I stopped after the first like three episodes before. And I was like, let me just start the whole thing over. And see what happens. When's that long one shot? Isn't it episode four? It's episode two. Oh, episode two. Oh, okay. The end of episode two. You're talking about the one in the hall? Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. I know. And I I appreciate all of the action throughout the entire thing. But it really is doesn't Is season get... one you're talking about? Yeah, season one. Like, Because okay, I... there's another long shot in season two. Yeah, yeah. Is it, is it better? Um, It's, it's different. different. So the yeah, same... I still haven't watched season two. The same actor... Or not same actor. The same uh, action director... Um, who does those one shots? Also, each season of Agents of Shield has done a, a one shot, like action mm. sequences on that show, and then he's tried to like one up himself each mm. time. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, that's just a fun fact about. I will say the one in season two definitely one ups it, but I there's I I can tell it's not done in one shot. Uh. Right, right. Well, there's even in the first uh, first season in the second episode or whatever, it'll pan around, like turn around, and it'll be like, oh, well, there's a thing, you know, oh, there's a, a spot where you could be seamless there, where it's like, oh, there's a shot yeah. of a door here for like. They did that, a half thinking a that they would they were going to have to edit it together, right. but they didn't. But they didn't. That's all one take. The second one, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, I think they did too. Yeah. I think I read something like that. Um, but yeah, so like I, I guess. It doesn't really start like the the show like uh, same thing like with Quantum Break and and maybe this was what made me like really go okay so I can I can put up with it for a little while and like do this thing I didn't like any of the characters right off the bat like no character was I like oh I really just don't I, like I didn't like any of them yeah uh-huh. I didn't like any of the good guys didn't like any of the bad guys didn't really think like there was much going on there where I was just like these people are just weird people and uh, and why would I want to watch them for the for the small amount of action sequences that are in there you didn't like his friend foggy yeah. no I still don't know if I, I don't, like him I don't that much like I really so don't think I like him if that I was much. gonna point pinpoint bad acting <laughs> yeah he's an example well and yeah what's the girl's name Oh, I want to uh, say Karen, Claire, but or it might be Karen. It is Karen. You're is it right. Karen? It's Karen. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's Karen. she's especially in season two. Man, it's bad. Is oh, it? really? Yeah. See, I never, I never really got the got the, got that vibe from her like in season one. So I mean, but like, I don't know. It's just I from the like the writing perspective, I was just like, ah, why? Like, I guess at the end of every episode, for the first like three or four episodes, I just asked. Why do I care? And so now, whenever I ask, <laughs> just sitting by himself, cross-legged on the couch with a cup of tea. Why do I care? <laughs> and so now, in um, the dark though, yeah, nothing, in the dark, in the nothing's dark, nothing's going on. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pondering life. <laughs> like I've already turned off the TV. I'm just sitting there with Why a with a cup I of tea. Care? Why do I care about that? And anyway, so I, I don't know if it's just us that, like, after you know five episodes, you've invested. Uh, in the mm. into this and it's like it's almost like with any with any narrative with any like you know thing like that if you get out what you put in so if you put in like a lot of like time mm. or a lot of effort mm. to like understand what's going on it starts to kind of be okay you know so it's that's I feel like at some point <laughs> I went through that with Fuller House. Yeah, oh. that so shows like, terrible. But I watched the whole thing because I'm like, well, I'm already here. I do yeah, the same thing with Girl you know? Meets World. <laughs> Dude, I love Girl Meets World though, because but it's like some it's episodes. The same way though. Some episodes, you're right. Some episodes, you're like, mm, but then other episodes have me crying. So um, yeah, well, it's, it's mainly the other episodes with you know where you have Feeny or Eric yeah, and or all it, the original characters yeah, come yeah. back. But yeah, I. I, I'm right there with you. It's like once you've invested so much in these characters, I'm like, I'm seeing this through the end, guys. I'm riding this train <laughs> all the way off that cliff if it goes off that cliff. But 
I have been. It's it's been one of those things where I've enjoyed it more as I've been watching. Mm. And there are some proper brutal things in this show that like I'm I'll hide my eyes and just be like, oh my gosh, why, why, why? Mm-hmm. So anyway, just that's that's my pick of the week, and I'm not sure. Again, it's my pick, but I don't know how I feel about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, once I get through with this season two, there's only two seasons right now, right? Yeah. Uh, once I get through with season two, we'll we'll revisit. But yeah, and then there's, is there Punisher? Is is that? Yeah, Punisher is season two. I enjoyed season two more. Okay, okay, because yep. I've heard that season two definitely is better because yep. of Punisher. So anyway, what is your pick of the week? My pick of the week. I'm going even further back than John. Oh, ooh. I'm going to uh, the mid '90s. What? With Lucas Arts point and click action adventure games. Oh man, which one? Well, I played through two of them this week. Yes. Wow. One was Day of the Tentacle Remastered. Okay. Available on Steam. Okay. For $14.99. The other was... If you enter code, code FOLTRON, you can get 0% <laughs> you off. Yeah, you won't get any discounts. You can enter it. It's not going to do anything. Um, <laughs> Steam's like, why are everybody entering this FOLTRON code? Like, Where are they getting this from? <laughs> Did we implement code Fultron yet? I don't think so. No? Okay. The other one was Full Throttle. Mm. So, <clears throat> do you guys know either of these games? I have seen clips of Day of the Tentacle. The thing about point-and-click stuff for me is always that it's so obtuse, that, and I'm terrible. Chris, you, I've told you oh, about it is, this. It is, the, it is the puzzle games. Yes, I'm I know this about you. I'm awful at puzzle games. <laughs> and trust, these are, very, these are very hard puzzle games. Yeah. Because it's like... It's like you just walk around picking up items, and then you just have to guess. I mean, it's it's like one step away from actual like logic. Give me an example. Oh gosh. Um, okay, so in in Day of the Tentacle, there's a point where you're talking to a horse, and <laughs> as we do, <laughs> you know, and he has Was a he named jar. Mr. Ed. He has he has very big teeth. And you have to talk to George Washington, okay, who has wooden teeth, and you have to get his teeth. Uh, and you also have a pair of wind-up chatter teeth. Okay. Okay. So there's Lots three. Of teeth. There, yes, there's like three types of teeth, and you're like, okay, I know that when you're talking to the horse, he keeps talking about his teeth, like mm-hmm. it's trying to get me to understand something about his teeth. So mm-hmm. what do I do with his teeth? Mm-hmm. And so you ask him, like, do you ever take your teeth out? And he's like, only when I'm sleeping. And you're like, okay. So how would how would you make a horse fall asleep? Can you guys give me some ideas? Turn on, I don't know, turn off the light. Nope. Rock him, rock him to sleep. Nope. Give him carrots. You read him a textbook. Oh. oh. That makes perfect sense. Yep. Horses don't like textbooks. And that's how you get his teeth. <laughs> what, what textbook? What 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 subject? It, I don't know. I don't remember. It was like a science thing or something. Okay. So you just yeah. randomly click through your inventory and try different things? Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, how was I supposed to know that? Did you have like a loot? <laughs> Did you have played no. him a played him I a tried lots of things and, and none of them were correct. Um how did the teeth work out? Did you get did you get his teeth and give them to George Washington and then like actually the teeth get used to make a fake human dummy that you put in a pageant show. You know? Like um, you do. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, this game is weird. <laughs> so, Day of, the, Day of the Tentacle is a fantastic. It's like it's fantastic. Uh, both that and Full Throttle were made by the same dude. Uh, Full Throttle is like a futuristic uh, biker gang uh, noir. Like hmm. it's very cool. You're saying all the very words that cool. I like, dude. It is it is crazy. Okay. 
I remember, like, I played it. It came out in 95. I probably played it in, like, 97, 98 Mm -hmm. for the first time as a kid. And I was like, holy crap. This is, like, super... I want to say a cuss word, but I won't. It's very (laughs) awesome. Like, uh, it just has such a cool feel. It's this weird kind of, like, computer animation. It's, like, 2D hand-drawn, but it's computerized. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it has, like... Mark Hamill does like four of the voices. That's in it. amazing. That's cool. There's tons of Star Wars references because it's you know Lucas Arts and stuff like that. Mm. Um, Cass Sochi, uh, who was uh, the voice of the twins in Rugrats. Yeah, uh, she plays a character on there. What? Um, yeah, so it's pretty cool and it's very like. Uh, there's some long cut sequences, but it's it's very story driven. Um, so I, I really want to play this it. game now. Yeah, you can get it for. Um, uh, no one's tapped in listening to this, right? This is just the government's not listening. <laughs> yes. Um, so there's a I program. I don't know what the government listens to and what it doesn't. Just ones and zeros on the internet, man. ISIS. <laughs> now they're listening. <laughs> there's a there's a program called Scum VM, I think, which is like a DOS emulator, and you can find Full Throttle because it's no longer in production. Like you can find the original executable files online, and so that's mm. what I did. I just grabbed one of those. Plugged is it, it available Steam. like on Steam? No. No, so the only way to play this is to do that. There is a remastered version coming um, out, I think, later this year. Okay. So, yeah, so the, that's, a, that's an interesting discussion we should have sometime where it's like games, they're just kind of lost to time. And right. like, I, mean, I think it's okay to download those. Well, yeah, I, mean, I feel it's like, like it is too. you can't make money off it anyways. Right. 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 If, but if it came out with a remaster, like I, I used to do that with Day of the Tentacle because I played it before, but now that there's a remastered version, I paid the 15 bucks for right. it. Yeah, yeah. It right. also comes with uh, commentary from the guy. That's awesome. So, like during the cutscenes, he gives you commentary about the game. It's pretty wow. cool. That's awesome. That's cool. Chris, what is your pick of the week? My pick of the week is Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh my gosh! First of all, no spoilers. No Just spoilers. want to tell everyone that you're not going to spoil this thing. So I'm not going to spoil this. Um, so I, the one thing I will say about it, about the plot, to this will make you excited. Okay. It picks up right where the epilogue left off in book seven. I love it. So that feels good. Yes, and and then it just kind of continues on, and, and like I have so so many thoughts about this. I'm gonna try to like compress them down into a short, a short prepared statement. <laughs> <laughs> we prepared a statement before we uh, before we take questions. Um, Chris Wright has approved this message. The uh, there was a there's a, a famous quote by Ronald Reagan. He he came out in front of the press one time, and uh, he said, "Before I uh, before I refuse to answer any of your questions, I prepared a short statement." <laughs> <laughs> Baller. Um, so it picks up there. This is a, based on the play uh, that's going on in London right now that's sold out through 2017. Oh my gosh, I would love to see it. Yeah, the, it, I. So after reading this, I'm only four chapters in. This is the thing. I'm only four chapters in, and I'm already like, I don't know how in the world they're doing this on stage. Hmm. So is it script form in the book? Yes. So okay. like, you know, it's Harry and a line, Hermione and a line. Um, and then there's descriptions of like the set changes. There's no like... I think the, the one thing that is lost is kind of like, you know, they're standing in a, you know, in a, in a dark back alley and the smoke right. you know, swirling through the air or whatever. Like, none of that stuff's well, there. it's, it's also like, like the thought process that are going on. It just goes Hogsmeade, and then <laughs> there, there, there's the lines. <laughs> you know what's awesome about that, though, Chris? There's already like a thousand words describing Hogsmeade. True. And that we've all read and, and seen in the movies, so it's like, 
Yeah, so like that's one one of my points. Like this is definitely like if you're a fan of the books or movies or whatever, and understand this world, this will make sense to you. If you are a brand new reader, this is not going to make any sense no. at all. Don't and, start with the uh, with the bonus book to a seven book series. True, and that's what very much what this feels like. This feels like I I, I, I in my mind I kind of compare it to like the extra books that Tolkien wrote mm. that came out after Lord of the Rings, like mm. the Silmarillion, the mm-hmm. Book of Lost Tales, and the things that his son has put together like after his death. That's what this feels like, and it's like exp- uh, further expounds on this world. And yeah. um, you, like this is 19 years in the future, so like you, you kind of like see how things are then, and it's really cool. Like I'm really, really enjoying it. The thing is, so this was based on a, the the story is written by J.K. Rowling, and Jack Thorne, I think is his name, is the uh, is the author of the actual like screenplay. And then there's another another uh, credit on there as well. Um, but they nailed J.K. Rowling's voice. Like this feels, it feels like she wrote this. Mm. Um, that makes me excited for the upcoming um, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them too, because she wrote the screenplay for that mm-hmm. as well. So I mean, that's that's exciting. Yeah. So I think you should go pick it up if you're a Harry Potter fan. Definitely. Like, there's some cool things happening right now that I'm like, man, what is what is going on? And like, already I'm already four chapters in, and like, it's just thrown some curveballs at me that I'm like, I never expected this. Like. <laughs> Whoa. And then there's some really cool moments. So, uh, you know, without spoiling it, <laughs> I can't really say much beyond that. Uh, other than I'm really looking forward to getting like deeper into this and, uh, and, and seeing this story. I really want to see the play. Dude, I would love to see it. So I also wonder if they're ever going to, uh, I mean, obviously this is probably years and years and years from now, but do a film adaptation of this, the, uh, the, the live I, show, which I would be would really say cool. It's safe to say that's inevitable. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. It, I think it would be amazing to do that. But again, you got to keep it exclusive to the theater for a while there. So just to, you know, make it special for the people who go see it. Yeah. How long has it been um, since the last Harry Potter movie? 2012. How, what's 19 years after Is that, that right? Uh, let me look it up. So if it's, if it's 2012, 19 years later would be 2000... 2020, no, 2031. 2031. So in 2031, guys, hopefully there's another Harry Potter. Old Daniel Radcliffe. Old Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> you know, there was, uh, there was the... Old Geezer uh, Grint. There was the old, uh, what, old Man Logan um, mm-hmm. comic series uh-huh. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we should just do Old Man Potter. Old Man Potter. I mean, that sounds awesome, actually. I mean, he's only 40-something, so that's not that old <laughs> at that point. But Listen, uh, Chris, I want him to be like Dumbledore. Like I want him to be like old and grizzled. And- yeah, well, I mean, he's he's not in the story, so... That's true. All right, I'm looking at uh, 2011 is when Ooh. Deathly Hallows okay. came out. All right, yeah. part two, part two. Okay. Yeah, T- 2010 was part one. This movie's so good, man. They're so good, they're so good. But yeah, that's my pick of the week. Definitely pick it up. All right, guys, it is time to dive right in to our movie review of the Suicide Squad. We're gonna do spoiler free first. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to dive into spoiler section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoiling the heck out of it. All right. Thoughts. So I went into this movie. I didn't know what I was ex- to expect. Yeah. Because we've seen awesome trailers. And then we heard like a bunch of reshoots. Uh-huh. And there was like all this stuff swirling about it. And then like three days ago, 
everybody put up a petition to take down Rotten Tomatoes because <laughs> the critics were giving it such terrible reviews. And I was like, well, that's great. <laughs> Which that bodes the people, well for this The people film. who are putting up the petition to take down Rotten Tomatoes, I don't think understand how Rotten Tomatoes works. No. Or, or no. how free press works. Right. Or the internet. Right. Yeah, or freedom of speech. There's, there's a lot going oh, on there that they yeah. the don't understand. In, they're the people who in the 1400s, whenever somebody like did a card trick, they were like, burn it! <laughs> yep. Yeah. yep. Yes. Or, you know, the people that were like, wait, that's in a book? Burn the book! Yeah. Your books are banned. <laughs> Ban it! Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so I didn't know what to expect going in uh, to this movie. And like, so I think like right at the end, uh, after whenever the credits were rolling, Chris, you asked me, like, oh, did you like it? And I was like, I liked a lot of it. But I don't know, like, there's there's elements of it that I'm just really unsure on still. So maybe you guys share and, like, I'll, I'll formulate, I'll finalize, like, what my opinion of the movie mm-hmm. is probably in our conversation mm-hmm. here. Because, mm-hmm. like, there was a lot going on that it was, like, I loved. And then there were things where I was like, huh. You know, but that's that's what it is, so. We usually wait to say this. I'm going to go ahead right now and I say, you should definitely go see this movie. Yes. Because I'm in the same boat and like, there is so much that they got not even 100% right, like 1,000% right. Correct. And you're just like, <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. And then there's just stuff that you're just like, I don't know what happened here. <laughs> how did you fall? Like, how did it fall apart so badly in this yeah. one section? So, you know, like, that's kind of where we're at. Like. I thought, uh, you know, in terms of the, the, the acting, acting was phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And yeah. the characters are great. Like, these are great, great characters. Yes. Um, music choices. Music was great. Even mm. the original score was really good. Yeah. Um, it was. This is a great-looking movie. There's like, some really pretty moments. There's a lot of CG in some of it, but it's like it doesn't – like, it, it wasn't the best CG I've ever seen, but it wasn't like, like anything else, like, all of the crappy stuff we've seen earlier this year. Like right. TMNT. Oh, my God. Like, like it, it wasn't yeah. as bad as anything we've seen this year. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I mean, it was it was it was good. Like it had all these good things to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it deserves the rating it has. Yeah. What is it like thirty six or thirty eight or something? Last I'm time I checked, it, it was at thirty five. Ugh. No, um, it does it does not deserve that. I I personally thought it was better than Batman versus Superman. Hmm. That um, argument could definitely be made. I yeah. I I just think. It's a much more enjoyable film. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And not just because it's fun and crazy. I just mean like I enjoy like I it's almost like I felt like it was my duty to see Batman versus Superman. Mm. Like somebody was like like a chore. Yeah. And it's like you have to sit through that whole thing. <laughs> All what, two and a half? Well, three hours if you're watching the special you know director's cut or whatever. Oh guys, ooh, ooh, it's twenty seven percent at this point. What in the world? Yeah. It doesn't Did they watch right. the same movie we watched? <laughs> for those for those listening, that is not that is not what this movie is. Well, that's like, the thing. Every, the internet just happens and they everything just snowballs. Well, yeah. yeah, and critics are subject to, you know, their job relies on, you know, uh, just like this podcast relies on people listening to it, mm-hmm. yeah, their reviews rely on people reading their reviews. True. And if if the you know if they're gonna say like, hey, I I thoroughly enjoyed this film and I think it was fantastic, nobody's gonna go, nobody's gonna read their article. Mm-hmm. Like everybody wants to see DC fail. Mm, right. Everybody wants to see it just tank. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Like I guess it was a couple weeks after uh, Batman versus Superman. We 
obviously like rated that way higher than most people rated it. Like, and it's like, just because like it was, it was what we expected. It was better than I expected it to be basically. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, I think it's cool to hate on the DC cinematic universe right now. And it's like, that's a shame because there, like I said, there's so many good things about this one. I like, and about the Batman versus Superman, like while the core like plot Like if you were to go like point by point, like how did we get from the beginning of the movie all the way to the end of the movie? I would say that Batman versus Superman is probably the better plot line. But as far as like a delivery goes, this one was definitely more enjoyable. Um, and it didn't, it didn't drag. Like there, there was, you know, there was lots of good stuff in it with like, you know, there was never a moment where you're like, Oh, you know, I'm bored right now. Cause there was always a, the next joke and the jokes didn't fall flat. The jokes, like there was maybe like two or three or four that fell flat, but it's like throughout the entire movie, like with as many jokes as we're told. Yeah. It's like, it's the same thing as with, um, with Deadpool, like oh, Deadpool, man. there were a lot of jokes that fell flat, yeah. but they were there for one second. They were gone and then on to the next one. And it's yeah. like, that's kind of how this one was. Uh, it wasn't as like if you were to do jokes per minute this was far less than deadpool deadpool was far more than this but so still I, I still think batman versus superman had way more plot holes and uh um there i i will admit there were some points in this movie where they would try to be kind of twisty and turny with mm-hmm. the plot like oh yeah. but you didn't know this so you didn't <laughs> know that like yeah it's like well i didn't know that cuz you didn't like give me any clues and like or they were big do a big reveal with flashbacks and they're like i i already knew that we saw, we saw this that. before yeah <laughs> like, um but i feel like batman versus superman was way harder to follow especially agreed. the first time i saw oh it oh my gosh and i should not have to watch a comic book movie 10 times to understand the plot <laughs> mm. yeah and there was to me, like, I'm interested to hear once we get into the spoiler section. Yeah, yeah. What exactly you guys had problems with? I feel like I had very little problems with this film, mm-hmm. but I got really caught up in the style of it. Like, I oh, got yeah. really oh, caught up in just the style. whole opening act when they're introducing <laughs> yes. all the characters. Oh my gosh! Like, I heard a lot of a lot of like uh, critics kind of rag on that part. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. And Man, I was I like, loved it. I loved it. I loved the like they would have like little. Little Stats things that were like, yeah, and then they'd have like a joke stat or something yeah. that was just yeah. silly, and like I love the style of it. It's it's so self aware, yeah, and just like, uh, I just and from the from the moment that like the title Suicide Squad came on the screen, I was like, oh, this is gonna be so, <laughs> it's just gonna be fun. I yeah. mean, just, like I let my yeah. guard down in that first act because yeah. I was just like, all right, I like the way this looks. I loved some of the like almost kind of weird. Um, uh, they added some stuff that wasn't in the trailer stylistically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like when the Joker's talking, they would do these weird like lens warps and yeah. kind of color shifts and stuff mm-hmm. that would just like kind of swear. It's almost like you get a visual representation of his mind kind of clicking into different places mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I thought that was cool. Yeah. And I just love that they had fun with it. Like yeah. that's what I felt like was just kind of like, okay, we were going to have a lot of fun with this, but then also there were some really good heartfelt moments, mm-hmm. like really good heartfelt mm-hmm. moments. Yeah. The, um, the, the thing that I like that they're doing is like with each subsequent DC film, not only do they build on each other really well and you kind of, you understand the larger like meta narrative mm-hmm. of these films. Um, but they, every single film has opened up the world just a little bit more and a little bit more yeah. and now a little bit more. And you kind of see like, Oh, this is what's going on here. Like right. 
So, you know, we don't... Like, well, and it, it's very believable also. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But it's, it's very believable that the metahumans were around during Man of Steel. Like, it kind of backtracked where it's like, oh, well, th- you know, this was, it wasn't just a brand new thing that all of a sudden after Superman shows up, it all pops up. It was all going on before, but then it's just now, you know, th- we're starting to see it. Yeah. Well, and it's to the point where, like, now you kind of understand other things that happen in other movies and why they, like, this feels like this is like a hyper-militarized universe. Like, the mm-hmm. world is, like, super, super militarized is in terms <clears throat> of, like, how our, our military is operating on our soil and the police force is crazy. Like, I, I mean, and so, like, whenever, you know, you see some of this kind of stuff in in, in uh, Batman versus Superman where everyone's afraid and, like, they have, like, this kind of for vision of Superman and some like military dudes that are like his own army or whatever. Like it kind of makes sense. Like that's could probably happen in this, in this universe because you've got, you've got this happening going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense too. So, I mean, and, and again, like slipping that in and, and into this movie, wait, I, was that a spoiler that it's military? Oh no. Okay. No. So. Okay. I think I think you're safe, Chris. Okay. But anyway, so like slipping that into this movie, <laughs> it it allows people who have seen all of the movies and who are deeply invested in this yeah. world, like that other look where it's like, oh, it makes more sense to me than it does to just the person who saw one movie or Batman versus Superman or yeah. whatever. To them, it's just like, oh, I don't understand why, blah blah blah. But it's like somebody who's seen all of it kind of goes into it with that. And we've talked about that before with like Marvel where you have so much homework to do almost before you go see the, you know, a bigger movie or whatever that can kind of bog it down, but it doesn't seem like it kind of bogs these movies down so far. Yeah. If I were to see Civil War out of the blue, I'm like, and the same thing with, what did we say? Was it Captain America? Oh, it was X Men too, as well. Because I mean, oh yeah, a lot of these things are getting so like, do they stand alone on their by themselves as a movie? It's like no, you know, right? Like yeah, yeah. so these do still stand alone. They do without for now anyway. The larger context for now, we're not yeah. as far into the uh, the DC universe as we ha- are into the Marvel True. one. So who knows where we're going to be in like a year and a half, two years into these movies? So, but yeah. So are we ready to render a verdict of see it, don't see it, see it. Okay. See it. I say. I say if you're a if you're a comic book fan, if you're a DC fan, definitely go see it. But Jason Bourne is also in theaters. <laughs> so this podcast brought to you by Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're gonna if, if you're gonna say, oh well, I have one movie to see, you know, in in this this that's week not or the this question month or whatever. The question is, should you see it? I think. That unless like I think you would be perfectly happy like saving this one for the small screen if you wanted to. Hmm. I don't know. That's just a dissenting opinion, but I do believe you might be happy to not see it if you're not a, if you're a, if you're a DC fan you're gonna regret it if you don't see this thing, or if you're a comic book if you're fan. a comic book fan or a superhero fan right then <clears> or an action movie fan or yeah, if you've spent any right. amount of time reading a Batman comic you need to put your butt in a theater if seat. you're breathing. <laughs> yes. Okay. So yeah. All right, guys. The spoiler clock. <laughs> like how we forced that out of you. Counting <laughs> down. Well, it's like it's okay. We're not going back. To okay. It. It's counting, counting down. <laughs> and we're gonna spoil this thing. You guys ready? Yeah. Five, a four, a three, a big two, and a gigantic one. Throw out a spoiler. Uh, the bad guy is really not that great. <gasps> That's a big spoiler, man. He's so a big, this, this he's a big nobody. The Enchantress, uh, she was a super creepy, 
villain. Yeah. I yeah. loved all the crazy magic things she would do. Yeah. Like I loved the, her little, like, the I fighting. can't stop dancing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my god. When I talk. Yeah. Well, it was like, but like all the that things. Was such a she weird disappears character. and she can go get things different places. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. All that kind of stuff. You're just that like, was whoa. Um, but her brother, super weird. Yeah. Well, is that guy, a th- is he a can- canonical I thing? Know, dude. I don't I don't, I don't I know. Never, I don't know. I know her character is is almost completely different in the uh, the comics. Like her character is such a uh, in this one is such kind of a weird departure where like she always had the the powers of like being able to teleport right. and do all the stuff and the magic. But it's in this they very much took all of the character away of of the cuz like she was always a character that would um that you never could figure out what she was going to do or it was just like, Oh, she's going to do this crazy thing. And, and in this, it was very predictable and it was very kind of stock, big, bad guy. Ooh, I'm going to take over the world and destroy all the humans. I mean, it's, it's just a, such a weird, uh, box to put such a unique comic book character in. But I did, I like, I like, especially in the first little bit of the movie, your character was amazing. Yeah. What's super weird about this is like the, it was, I was like several times I'm like, are we watching Age of Apocalypse? Yeah. Are we watching X Men? <laughs> yeah. Like this is almost the same like bad yeah. guy. Yeah. And almost like the same kind of uh, showdown at the end of the backstory. Yeah. yeah. Well, even, like, okay. Oh, when he held Pyro back. down, it's Pyro, right? Uh, yes. When he held Pyro down on the on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I, it reminded me of the shot in in Apocalypse <laughs> yeah, when Apocalypse right. holds down Professor X. Yes. Uh, and then the, the thing, like, the, the lightning bolts destroying ships and stuff like that, like, that happens in Age of Apocalypse too. <laughs> Which They've taken out our main communication <laughs> oh satellite. Oh, my gosh. That was <laughs> How does she know that we're here? Of all the lines. <laughs> I laughed for a good solid 30 yeah. seconds after that. It was... That's- it was... <laughs> That was some. That was some classic, so like, classic people, exposition. Yeah. People give me crap for liking things like San Andreas. They don't do have those kind of lines, <laughs> and it's a disaster movie. Oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, our main communication oh, satellite because we've only got one, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's only one up there, and she got it. Well, How does she know what's it was funny there? Is there was zero repercussion no, from that, so he didn't even need to announce it. He could just been like, "Oh, arbitrary satellite. Nobody gives. Nobody cares." <laughs> Like, exactly. yeah, the screens didn't go dark. No, nothing, nothing happened. happened Nobody was on the phone and goes, hey, dude, the Wi-Fi is down. Well, the, the, like, later on, there was, uh, like, almost, uh, like, it was just, like, so much other stuff was going on, too. But there's another line where he's like, she's found, you know, she, this is a secret base. How did she know it was here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, and my that's goodness, whenever guys. That's whenever it's, it shows Amanda Waller with her, like, brain being, you know, plugged yeah. into And it's just like, oh, come on, people. <laughs> that's so funny. We can, we can infer some of this stuff. Show, don't tell. Show, don't mm. tell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't give us a flashback that we already saw earlier. So what was... Yeah, okay, was give, crazy no. give me an example of that. What? Well, that was whenever... Uh, whenever... Okay, we saw the... We know that Enchantress ran off and didn't do what she was supposed to do and went to go right. with her brother. But why do we have to see it again? And we see the fact that she shows up and... The only thing we see is the bomb. That's the only the, thing the, we didn't know about. The only thing is different, yeah. Because <laughs> we like, still hear him say, you know, she ran away yeah. or something like that. And like, and that They was should like, have just moved the whole thing to the end of the movie. Yes. Don't show it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. But, like, they shouldn't have even... I, I almost, like... So, this is where I run into problems with this movie. <clears throat> is, like, structurally, in terms of how you tell a story, it was all jumbled up. Yeah, it doesn't... Like, it's out of order. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like... I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't they they try to like act and like I feel like the the last part of this movie this is what I feel like happened. I think the last part of this movie is like that was actually like okay that makes sense in terms of like 
how you tell a story. Okay. And then the front half has been just jumbled up a whole bunch for some reason. I don't know why. For instance, they kind of like with that reveal, it's like you were supposed to like not really understand the relationship between him and Enchantress. You were supposed to, um, it was like a big reveal to them that, oh, this was something that we caused. They were trying to cover up the fact that, like, oh, we kind of caused this whole thing to go down in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have made more sense to, for this attack on, what was it? Uh, Midtown. Mid- on this attack yeah. on Midtown to come freaking out of nowhere. Yeah. And then they and then the, they have to react to it, and they, they get the Suicide Squad, like, we got to get you going. Like, we got to go help the world, you know, all this other kind of stuff. And right. then this whole whole conspiracy about yeah, who and then we Amanda find Waller out that is. it's all Waller's fault. Yes. And, like, yeah. that, then you start seeing these flashbacks yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Now, it probably, like, if they did it like that, shot it like that, it probably would mess with the momentum of the end of the movie. Well, but and then front-loading it, it, everything else loses its power mm-hmm. for the rest of the movie. And yeah. I feel like we took – we used up time in the front – explaining that kind of stuff and we like the team doesn't even really start like feeling gelling you don't really like even have a sense for do i like this person or not like for instance boomerang and killer croc you don't really end up liking them until like the the team gets their boots on the ground and then we're like from here on out it's like the rest of the movie well other than the the big characters within that team which i would i would call uh like deadshot and then harley yeah as the the two biggest characters in that team you really don't see anybody else doing anything until they interact with each other and yeah. like that's the reason the chemistry works between the yeah, team the is team like chemistry was awesome right yeah. and it's just like again the cast really really well done yes. and such such good choices i didn't yeah. think i would like will smith in this role oh i love oh, i did too so dude. Dude. he was so good and from oh the get-go like whenever we know we know obviously a ton about his character kind of from the get-go like because yeah. they you know that's where they start the movie yeah um but then my only thing about like pacing it the way you were suggesting about like, Hey, let's take, let's take this thing, make it a big thing. But the beginning of the movie would have all of the jokes and all of the style. And then the whole, like, I guess back hour and 30 minutes of the movie would just be very, would be very kind of dark. And so you wonder if maybe that was a reaction to like Batman versus Superman where it's like, it's such a dark movie. And so they, if you intercut, the uh, the setup, the conspiracy, and give all, all that information at the beginning. It doesn't seem like that is as dark as it is because yeah. well, I, it's so I with take, all the jokes. I, take, I think whenever people say they don't like how dark Batman and Superman is, I don't think they're really saying they don't like how dark it is. They're saying that these characters have no heart in them. Yeah. Right? And Agreed. They're, they're not relatable. Right. I can't relate to Batman. I can't. Well, I can actually relate to Batman more than any of them. Yeah. But Wonder Woman. <clears throat> I don't know. Like Superman. No. Right. Lex Luthor? No. Like you can't you can't relate to any of these people. Well, Whereas these sense people I can beings. relate to. And that's whenever I like I'll tell you whenever I started loving the movie was whenever it did slow down and we started like having some conversations. You're talking and, about like, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, yeah. Oh yeah, and, that bar scene was phenomenal. Bar yeah. scene was great. Yeah. And then even like some of the things I feel like that there were probably longer sequences, you know, whenever like uh, Deadshot would say something to Harley on the street or something like yeah. that. And like they were supposed to be like forming this kind of bond and relationship with each other. Yeah. Right. That I think they were, it was just shortened a lot because it, it was just like, oh, here's a comment, and here's a comment, right, and here's yeah. a comment, in completely right. different scenes. You know, like there was a comment well, on I, the street I and feel in the like stairwell. And there might have almost there might almost have been an agreement between Harley and Deadshot yeah. when he yes. supposedly shot her. To not kill her. Right. And I thought, how did he know to do that? Like, right. 
Yeah. And what does he gain by doing that unless he knows something? Right. Yeah. Well, and also like, so the, the kind of, unspoken things between those two characters I loved because it started whenever they were in the she gets the cell phone mm-hmm. as she exits yes. exits the place and then in the plane that's like in the, the helicopter. point in which the movie I actually feel like this is the the where the movie starts happening and it actually adheres to any some kind of sensible form and right. see like that's where so I kind of liked the stuff before that I, I mean because it was just this unique character setup and that yeah. sort of thing and it's like stuff that I you know cut in such a way that I hadn't seen before yeah you know where it's like oh this is such mm-hmm. a such a wild like oh we're cutting between these characters and it's like there's a through line here of mm-hmm. like themes almost mm-hmm. but they're just individual stories mm-hmm. and then I feel like it got super conventional and like once they started like on the ground, whenever they they realized what these weird creatures were or whatever, like whenever the yeah. fighting started, that's whenever it got conventional. And it was the scenes that were in between the conventional action scene because yeah. it feel, felt like at, at times it was just like insert conventional action scene here, like where they drop from the ceiling around them and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but that was cool though. <laughs> there was some cool action in there, but it's like the villains weren't good enough to to. to weren't good enough for me to be like scared yeah. for anybody's life. There yeah, was no skin in the game really. And it's like, who are these Marines that are just dying left and right? And it's like, they, I don't really they care. They reminded me of, uh, what are they, what are they called? The putties on power Rangers. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. did. They like that's what right. they have. Like yeah. the club hands yeah, yeah. and like, they, they had or a even like eyes. in the first Avengers movie, the, the, just the generic kind of alien, like yeah. guys, like what were they called? The this? Chitauri or something yeah, like that. Something. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, the only time I ever, like, and it worked, but the only time I was ever, like, really afraid of them was whenever they were dragging Rick Flag off. Right. You yeah. know, and, like, that was right. super crazy. Or when they were just kind of, like, zombie, like, pacing yeah. on the other side of the street. When they first saw uh-huh. them, I was like, right. oh, these guys like, look, oh, what like, is this? And I and then, but things, as like, soon as the fighting starts, like, oh, they're just bullet fodder. So, like, like the slower yeah. moments right there, like, where you see, like, okay, Deadshot understands now, like, this is a unique threat. Like, what's yeah. happening here? Yeah. Like, that kind of stuff I loved. You just didn't get a whole lot of that. Yeah. Like, for instance, like, one of the scenes I feel like we probably had more in when it was when they first entered the building and then all of a sudden Harley's in this elevator. Yeah. yeah. Like I feel like they were just gonna go up different ways and they were gonna like there's probably some plan to like sneak up the and then she's just like, Well, elevator, you know? Yeah. Like it didn't make because there's if, no transition. Because the way they edited, I'm like, why is he not hitting the kill switch on exactly. her Exactly. Right, right. Like right. they haven't built enough trust for no. him to be like, Oh yeah, she'll away. just be up there waiting for us. Like, no. Right. Right. He would have zapped her right there and blown her spine out. Which that was cool. That was wild. <laughs> and th- that character, as soon as that character shows up and goes, like, by the way, we didn't have a cool intro for this character. I was like, that person's dead. Yeah. Him and Katana. Dead. Like, that was the other thing that felt weird. I'm like, well, well he came out of nowhere. And then Katana, like, ah, oh, he showed up late. Like, why? Katana was kind of a wasted character. Why do you character? have to show up late? She's so, like, and she's such a cool character. And so, like, I love the idea of like taking the souls or the oh, sword. Yeah. Like, that's such a wild thing. But like, there was very little done with it. And it's like, again, I think whenever we, we talked about um, however, like two weeks ago or maybe it was no it's two weeks ago star all the movies are blending together star trek <laughs> beyond. beyond where you have such a such a like wide breadth of a team and you don't really go deep on individual ones mm-hmm. but it's like you covered everybody mm-hmm. right and there was a little bit going on and a little bit mm-hmm. of development with everybody whereas this you had v- kind of a hybrid of that where it's like you have super focused storytelling on a core like two characters three characters mm-hmm. yeah. and then the rest of everybody it's like well 
either we like you or like why are you here you know and so like yeah. the, those two characters whenever they were introduced and even like katana i kept like waiting for waiting for something else to happen like with with her and her story of like the souls and then her uh i mean we we know stuff about her but it was just purely expositional and had nothing well to do there with was the no, story like we knew about it but uh it never really played a part in the movie. Right. right. And it wasn't uh, ever her. It wasn't true. ever her telling you or her doing anything. It was basically Rick said, Rick this. says the, yeah. And then, and then whenever we went, even whenever we went back and saw like, Oh, well you're late. And we saw like a three second thing of her killing somebody. And mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, okay. And it's like, maybe it helps you understand the character a little bit that she doesn't like bad guys. But yeah, other than that, like, you could kind of get that from her grumpy attitude. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Grumps so. Katana over here. <laughs> so can I talk about the Joker for a little bit? Yes. Yeah. Let's okay. Let's talk about the Joker and how complex he is in right. this okay. universe. So here's here's the thing. Uh, some things I liked about him. I like that he's more of a mob version yeah. of the Joker. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he carries the pistols on him. Uh, he's in the he's, back of clubs. Yeah, he's got his own club and stuff like that. He's a little more savvy. Uh, whereas like Dark Knight was more just anarchist. Yeah, he's just whatever the crap he wants to do, he's doing it. Mm-hmm. And this this one is a little more calculated. Um, I don't know that Jared Leto really needed to do method acting for this role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, oh, like, you mean like sending dead rats to people and stuff like that? Yeah, like. Whatever he did? like <laughs> So one of the biggest yeah. complaints I've heard from critics is that the Joker has very little screen time. I thought he had an adequate amount of screen time for the story that he was yeah. supposed to fill, but uh, I I don't think that it required some deep, you know, yeah. journey into the mind of the Joker. He didn't do anything that was like super right. weird and, and like mind bending like yeah. Heath Ledger did. Like. Right. I mean, and I still don't fully understand him. No, like, and I don't think we're supposed to. I'm okay with all that, yeah. you know, like not understanding him. And we don't even really understand yet how Gotham City works, like right, in terms right. of like the hierarchy of the bad guys and the like the mobs and all that kind of stuff. Like, what's Jed, how does Deadshot fit into this? And I don't know, like this clubs, like this is something we haven't seen necessarily in right. Gotham City ever up to this point in movie yeah. form. Yeah, I mean. So with the Joker specifically, like I'm okay. Again, I'm okay with, with whatever's going on here. Like whatever, like I'm okay. Not understanding. I'm okay. Even if I don't like the Joker this time around, because we've had so many different versions of Joker and we've had so many different versions of that character that it's like, okay, if you don't like this one, just pick your, pick your favorite, (laughs) go watch those movies, go like, go live in that world or envision that. But it's like, on, on that side, I'm with you where it's like, I don't know what this, like if this required that level of like intensity. And I think it was hyped up to a point where like yeah. people were expecting this to be yeah. um, something. And it just kind of is a <clears throat> supplementary role. I mean, he doesn't have any development or anything like that in this. He doesn't go from point A to point B. Um, he is a joker, but does he really like, I don't know. We don't know who this joker is. Right. Really. He's so crazy in this though. And like, what's funny is like, um, you know, you can almost be like, it's so kind of over the top in, in a sense, but in order to be a good pairing in this with Harley Quinn, I feel like he had to be over the top because yeah. she has so much screen time that you're just like, whoa, she's like crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy. But then so like with, he had to be like, I'm crazy. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
And I don't know that I got necessarily, I got like the insanity factor of it, but I didn't necessarily get the chaos. And it's like something that I no, always I appreciate I mean, about the Joker is like the chaos side of things where it's like, he'll just, you know, kill his right hand man or whatever. Like the person just standing next to him for no reason. And it's like, I didn't really get the chaos from this, but again, I don't know if I needed to because yeah. he was a supplemental character. I kind of, halfway expected him to play more of a role in this and so that's expectation versus reality but i don't really care because it was a like you add more screen time for the joker in there and i'm like i don't know where anybody else fits in this how is this a yeah. suicide squad movie and not a joker movie in that case you know so yeah I, no and I'm that's why i think okay. it, that's why i think it was an adequate amount of screen time he'd played his role yeah in the story and i think that was great and there were some really great things that were totally joker like the fact that he would you know, when he had the scientist's wife on mm. the iPad and was like, mm -hmm. I've already kid like that's so joker. Like yeah, I've yeah. already kidnapped yeah. your wife. You don't have an excuse. You're gonna do what I say. <laughs> like that's so joker. Yeah, it's and, already done. Yeah. And it's just like you don't know how he did it. And you never know how he did it. He just no. he always has a way of yeah. doing something. Yeah. Um, so I loved that. Uh I loved the uh the Harley baptism scene. Mm hmm Oh my gosh. Yes. I it makes almost no sense, but it's like visually. Visually, I feel like it was Zack Snyder. Like, please just give me this one thing. I know I'm not directing this one. Can I just please just have this one segment <laughs> where it's just so beautiful, but it means nothing? And I was like, and you're like, why are there colors in the water? No, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Stop asking questions. But I have ever since ever since Nolan's trilogy ended, mm -hmm. I have always wanted a Batman universe that has some unexplainable things in it mm. like nolan's universe was so explainable mm -hmm. and i feel like this is so great because it's like yes it's ace chemicals yes it's just acid but for some reason it doesn't affect them it makes them go crazy her mm -hmm. her blue and red colors come off of her and like mm -hmm. I, that doesn't make any sense but it was so great and i think it like i loved that he he lets her fall, and then he's just going to, like, that's so Joker, too, where he's just yeah. like, and I'm done. I'm free of Harley Quinn. And then he's like, yeah, but I think she's hot, and I want her I later. Think, I think, so I'm I going think it, to dive in after I her. I think we can effectively say that this Joker is in love with her. Oh, yeah. Because he's going to the ends of the well, earth to get her back, and then whenever he's laying there. I don't think... No, because she's like she had that whole dream sequence about being married to him. Yeah. And she was like, he Which actually married me. Yeah. But let me throw this out there. Whenever he was laying on the floor with all the knives around him, there were also children's uh, outfits on the floor above him as well. Like the same as in the, uh, the, the, the dream later on. I really? thought that was a weird touch where I was like, that's weird. I wonder so if we're going to revisit that later. This is and what I think, though. Later on, we did. This is what I think. I think that he, he, I don't think he loves her. I don't think he's in love with her. He loves how much she loves him. Ah, that would do it. Yep. He loves the that's feeling that he and gets from her. That's always been the Joker thing with yeah. Harley. Is oh, like, yeah. It's always been about what he can get out of her. Yeah. And so that's why I love the fact that he was going to leave her at Ace Chemicals. And then he's just like, I'm going to need her later. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so then he jumps after and has this moment with her. And it's just, it's all show for him. I, like his, I love it. His gang, like, they come in in these big, like, yeah. here's a panda outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, oh, I love that. Crazy Visual, Again, visually, <laughs> that was a whole lot of fun. Yeah. You know? And it's like, and I just envision those guys getting taken down in the dark by the bat. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, this is even funnier because Batman's beating up on a dude in a panda suit. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I felt like he had aspects 
I mean, he kind of sounded like Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. but then he had aspects of Jack Nicholson. Yes. With kind of the mob boss entourage mm-hmm. feel. But then also like that, what is it, Romero from the 60s or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, just kind of kind of like the crazy, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of like whimsical stuff with, you know, like having pandas and stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's just like, yeah, I loved all that. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, early on, whenever we saw pictures of him, we were like, you know, why does he have all these tattoos and stuff like that? And like, it honestly ended up not even mattering. We were kind of like, oh, is, is this an emo Joker? <laughs> and it didn't, it didn't, it didn't matter. Like, right, because yeah. it just looks cool at this point. And same thing, you know, like with, with this whole movie, it's like, it just, it just yeah. looks cool. Don't ask yeah. why. Don't ask why. Just just go with it. Is kind of what you you go into this movie and and just you know I I, I as I was going I was just like well uh, who cares why you know why they're not really leaving whenever he tells them to leave or whatever who cares about that it's like they just had an emotional moment just go with it yeah. you know and so I feel like that's kind of kind of where we end up uh, with a lot of this movie and a lot of why like it works again I love elements of it. But then, like again, the just the, the conventional like con- conventionalness of it, and just the the like, oh, well, now we get attacked again, and oh, we get attacked again, and I don't know. It's just, there's a lot about it that I I'm like, eh, and a lot of it that I absolutely one hundred percent, one thousand percent love. You know, where it's yeah. There like, was mm. the one the one part where I was like, I don't know why we're doing this again. Was you know we meet meet the the henchmen in the street, you know, and they try to drag off you know the the leader guy. What was his name? Oh. Rick Flag, yeah, they drag him off. Well, we got to save him because uh-huh. if we if he, if he dies, we die. Yeah, yeah. And then they do the same thing in the building, like it's yeah. the same exact scenario. Yep, almost like beat for beat. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, we already we already know that if he dies, they die. Oh, they, you got that cool shot of them all standing around. I'm like, get around and protect him. Yeah, they could have done that in my mind. They could have probably done that without telling you what they're gonna do again. Oh, because because literally they had Will Smith say. Probably overdub in post after the fact. Say they're trying to get Rick again, you know. And you're yeah. just like, oh, if you have to, if you have to remind people what's going on here in in a verbal way, it's like that's like a little weird, you know, well, just a strange way to do and it. And at the end, then they explain it like she wanted him because basically of her relationship to him. Like I kind of figured that out, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like I didn't need to know that. And they explain they said, oh, because he's a threat to her. And I'm like, I don't know how he's a threat to her, but sure, you know, I I could I. You can you can envision that she would just want him, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. in her army. Do you think that what was the flame guy's name? Pyro. 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 Do you think Pyro's dead? Nah. No. I mean, it was an explosion. The dude's made of fire. True. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he was he was it was implied that he's like basically a fire fire god of sorts, you know. Yeah. He just kind of like looked like that. Looked like a uh, he was a. a Big skeleton with some sort of a crazy like, like Aztec headdress, yeah, headdress thing. thing going on on fire, and you're just like, this is amazing. Yeah, and uh, I really don't think he's dead. I was really surprised to see the Flash. Yeah, that was interesting. That and was great. I mean, Captain Boomerang is one of the Flash's main. You're villains. right. I didn't even think about that. So I mean, he would be the one to, to take him down. But I don't know. I mean, I. I I don't. I still don't know what I think about the Flash, and I, like you guys saw. Did you guys see the the footage from Comic Con about like the Justice League stuff that we saw? Yeah. I still don't know how I feel about that yet because it feels like yeah. that movie was is in such early process that they're just showing it, and it's like this was just whatever this content is. It 
probably won't end up in the movie or like it's just basically bits and pieces that we filmed already and it's cut together for this you know so I don't know. I, I really just don't know how I feel about the dynamic of the Justice League team they're building. I fully am on board with a Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Those three characters yeah. I'm on board with. But the like the Flash, not quite sold on him yet. And then Aquaman, I'm not sold on him. I yet, like so. – so that footage that they showed, like I like his relationship to Batman, you know, where he's like, I just need friends. That's he's like know. the Spider-Man to Tony Stark. Yes. Right. And so like my question I guess right now is apparently he's – he has a suit and he's doing superhero stuff. We didn't get that vibe from Batman versus Superman. Right. Like he just does that thing in the in right. the convenience store. Right. But I guess he's he's already like doing his superhero flash thing. So yeah, yeah you might be you might be onto something there where in the after Superman bites the dust, spoilers for a man or <laughs> you have to Batman say versus spoilers Superman. Bef- before anyway so <laughs> true true um <laughs> anyway so whenever superman bites the dust maybe that's whenever he decides to go and start being a hero mm, and that. that would be the catalyst for for everything with him yeah um yeah there hasn't been much clarification on the timeline here as far as how much time has passed yeah. mm-hmm. since bvs but right right i mean also here's a thought that pad or like folio or bunch of papers that Bruce Wayne gets at the end was huge. Yeah, super thick. More than mm. just five people in there. Yeah. Well, I guess it's it, it's the uh, it's all the metahumans meta that she human. knew about, probably. So it's probably the threats, mm. and it's probably the possible allies, um, which she probably views all of them as threats. Um, dude, that's just who Amanda Waller is. Let's talk about Amanda Waller for a okay, second there. I have something to say about Amanda Waller. Okay. Um, the moment when she shoots the remaining the remaining FBI agents <laughs> because they weren't supposed to see what happened uh-huh. i was like that's a thing and we're all everybody's okay with that that's amanda waller well okay i don't but i don't think it makes any sense in the first place no if they weren't supposed to see any of that how were they in the room in the I first place I don't, I don't see and i didn't know what like they over explained so many things in in the, the the movie but then in this one thing they just kind of leave hanging where it's like where was she like are they not supposed to know about the suicide squad are they not supposed to know about the uh the stuff going on in the city and so they're behind, like they're behind this like media blackout of mid Midtown or whatever Midway City or whatever it is Midtown. Yeah. See, this is where I go back to. I feel like they weren't supposed to know the fact that this all happened because of Amanda Waller. Like it's her fault. Like it goes back to that whole like narrative that, that I think it. used to be there in some version of this movie, that and would make it was sense. like she doesn't want to any to be implicated in any of this. You know, she can keep the Suicide Squad, but mouth that shut. makes like. At the end of this movie, they made her look like she was not a hero, but that she accomplished her goal and that she set out to do a thing and we did it. I I think she does. So, like, because in the but but in that moment, you're like, "Well, this chick's a terrorist." Yeah, 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 no, she is, and that's how like she's always been that way in the comics, where it's like she will manipulate situations and get herself out of things. And I think like what she needed to justify her agenda was a big event that her team saves. And so I think at the end of the movie, she does view it as a big success because, but hey, I feel even like the though movie I wanted us to event, feel that. 
Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah they did. I mean, they wanted us to side with her, and after you shoot like five innocent people I at point blank range, I don't side with do you. Do we side with her though? Because, or then do they want us to? Because like she's the one that we like. We really side with Deadshot. Well, they made me feel like I should because they made freaking Bruce Wayne side with her. So I don't think he does. I don't think he does side that's, with her because that's what his comment at the but end if I was, was. If I was Batman and I knew Amanda Waller existed, Amanda Waller wouldn't exist. So mm. that's why he said at the end, he said. So he said, "You're under. Consider yourself under my protection." Gets the file, and on his way out, he says, "Oh," and she says something about, "Oh, you you call them your friends." He's like, "I want to make some friends." She says, "You call them friends. I call them leverage." And then he said, "He said just." He's, he said one one tip. He's like, "Shut it down, or my friends will do it for you." And so it's like it's a big threat of like, "Hey, shut this. Whatever you're doing, shut it all down, or I'm gonna get the Justice League together, and we're gonna come <clears> and take you out eventually." I just yeah, I just felt like. There was this stream of like what Amanda Waller would do. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, bam, like shoots way up and you're like, whoa. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie is just like, that never happened. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. And it's, it's something that the only reason I feel like I kind of understand it and probably you understand it a little bit was because like we know her from the comics. Yeah. We know her from the DC universe where it's like, she's killing civilians left and right in that too. In Arrow. Yeah. And Arrow, Arrow television show, she like was about to drone a party full of like politicians and stuff. Like, Oh my gosh. And she has unilateral like ability to do this. There's no government oversight. Right. And it's just like (laughs) the DC universe is just ridiculously wild west of, uh, of, military things apparently so i don't know i mean I, again that makes a lot of sense chris if, if she's trying to cover up this big cover-up thing but that's not how it really came across it was no. just like whenever it happened it was shocking i just think that's the remnants but, of some story that was there at some point you know yeah. I, I did you guys forget what we were doing in the like why we were in the city uh-huh like, until like whenever you finally got up to the top of that building i'm like oh we're here to get her i thought we were gonna go like Fight Enchantress? Well, we didn't I, know. Okay, I, I didn't know. They said know. something about a HVT, and then they didn't explain it, which is a high-value target. Right. But right. I thought that was Enchantress. No, they said something yeah. about keeping them safe. Mm-hmm. Well, and when, we they, know when she was. said that, then I thought they were talking about Flag. Yeah. See, and this is where the, uh, the narrative kind of falls apart in that we as the audience, in that moment... We're supposed to be uh, kept from the point of view of the Suicide Squad, the mm-hmm. team there, because they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know why yeah. they were in the city. They didn't know what was going. You know how many? We didn't even know how many days had passed at that point from the amount of time um, of this thing going off and then whatever was going on. Um, because they reference like, oh, you should have gotten on the bus. I told you you should have gotten on the bus. Whenever he, they finally make it to Amanda Waller, and she says, yeah, but I had things to do here. And you're just like, what things? You're just erasing all the hard drives. You weren't doing anything, anyway. But like, so there's this, there's this difference between sometimes we know it all as the as the viewer. Like you were early in the movie, you were brought in and you knew everything that was going on. You mm-hmm. knew uh, the setup to to this big disaster. You know who the bad people are. You know everything and then all of a sudden whenever we hit the ground you're not supposed to know anything and we don't know anything Mm -hmm. and you're kept in the dark along with the suicide squad and then whenever you finally do figure it out you're like yeah but that doesn't like who cares you know we don't we don't we don't we didn't we didn't need to know that and why did you keep that from us it's not that big of a deal at that point so yeah i thought that the suicide squad knew they were going in to eliminate somebody that's what I thought. I didn't, yes. I didn't know. I didn't know that they thought they were going in to save somebody until we got to the top of the building, and then right. yeah, they better be worth it or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. 
And mm. so what I thought the big surprise was that it was supernatural and not just, you know, a terrorist. Like, yeah, I got yeah. that they were lying to them about right. it being just a regular terrorist. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, then when they're like, yeah, it's like, what did he say? Like, <laughs> it better be the Dalai Lama or something? Yeah. Like, what, uh, yeah, what was it? It was better be Gandhi or better be, like, yeah. you know, something like that. I don't know. And then at the, whenever they were in there, he's like, they th- whenever he, uh, Flag was talking to her, he says... Yeah, they think they're being really surprised. They think you're, you know, Nelson Mandela. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's amazing. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah. I also don't know how Bruce Wayne is supposed to keep all this quiet. <laughs> was, is there no one with cell phones in the city that oh, took a video of whatever was going on? What do you mean? At on the end, part? whenever he makes a deal with her, she's like, I need, I need to basically keep, keep what happened in, in uh, Midtown oh. quiet. <laughs> What does that even mean? Is he going to pay off everyone who... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, and how does she not get that he's Batman? She does. she does. I think that's what the comment about you look tired, uh, something about not working at night anymore. Yeah, or something oh. Like yeah. Okay. Anyway. And, and that's, just, whenever, that's whenever he threatened her and said, you better shut this down or yeah. me and my friends will come and shut it down <laughs> for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so are we ready to rate this thing? I want to know one more thing first. Okay. Yeah. Where do we go from here? What's the next movie? Uh, Wonder Woman, right? Wonder Woman. Yeah. I don't think it'll have much to do with and then Justice anything League? to do with yeah. If anything to do with the uh, the overall big DC universe narrative, I it's kind of like a Captain America thing where we're gonna go back in time. Yeah. And I'm very excited for it. I uh, yeah. I'm super pumped. I think I think of the the hero movies, Marvel, DC doesn't matter, whatever it is. That's the one that I'm most excited about right now. Yeah. Um, on the horizon. So I'm excited that it's so soon. Um, when I is definitely it? like the trailer. Let me look at it. I think it's next year, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna find yes, I th- yeah. It's next year. I just I thought it was gonna be sooner than that. The way you were saying. So, are we ready to rate this thing? Yes. Okay. What do you rate it, Chris? <laughs> Dude, I just literally just asked if you were ready to rate it. <laughs> I was hoping you'd do like your review, your ratings first. Um, I, I, I want you guys to go first because I feel <laughs> like each other to go so first. I, cause I feel like mine is going to be sub, like slightly lower than probably both of yours, but it, it, that's just how it goes. So like, so, I don't, I don't want my, my right, lower I'll score. I'll take the, 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 the hit here. So, okay. What did I give insurgents? Ins- Wasn't it like a six insurgents? Insurgents? No. What? X-Men? No. Wait, what? No. Well, Independence Day. Oh. Oh, okay. I thought you meant... I Resurgence? Like, Resurgence? Resurgence. Resurgence. Yeah, Insurgence is like the Legion. Insurgent is, uh, is, a, is a different movie. Whatever. <laughs> That's a completely different yeah. movie. That's how uh, much I like that movie. I don't know. Movie. What did you give Resurgence? I thought it was like a six. It probably was. Yeah. Okay. I think I gave it like a seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You 5. gave it a six. If I gave it a six, I'm going to give... You might have given it a 6.5. I'm not sure. I'm going to I'm gonna give this... Oh, man. I mean, after talking about it... Okay, Walking out of theater, I would have given it probably like an 8.5. Mm-hmm. I think after talking about it and and letting the excitement of just the beautiful artwork and the just the fun nature of it mm-hmm. die down, um, <clears throat> I would give it a 7.9. But mm. this is one of the few movies, and I, I'm I'm a stickler about this. Mm-hmm. I don't think fun makes up for terrible movie mm-hmm. so um well it wasn't a terrible movie either you know but in this i mean if you took the fun out of this movie it'd be pretty bad yeah yeah it would you're right but i feel like i feel like their attitude the style and the tone that they went for really really helped yeah agreed I, that's where i'm at too like this is such a I, this is the hardest rating i've had in a long time because 
I'll say, I'll just echo what I said at the beginning. Like the characters, like totally made this movie. Yep. If these actors had not played these characters with this style and looked that cool, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> then this movie would have been the worst. Yeah, yeah. And but the thing was, they like that make that was a lot. They made up yeah. for a lot. And if yeah. everything had been right with this movie, I'd be rating this thing a ten. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And so I'm gonna. So I was originally like thinking like seven point five eight. I'm gonna say eight. Okay, I'm gonna give this a solid seven, and it like it could make it up to a seven point five just based on that like that style and that sort of thing. But because I'm right there with you, where it's we have a, an amazing cast, we have uh, a like great visuals, but then like the the plot and the delivery of said plot really just falls flat, and then the underwhelming bad guy, like r- like bad bad people, I guess. Yeah. Just the the let's just throw faceless things at it so it doesn't feel like we're actually killing people. It would have been far more effective if these were just zombified humans where we're whenever rather than having dust all over Harley Quinn's face, it's blood. You know, so it's like there's there is that element of it as well where I'm just like, this is just an underwhelming um antagonist, underwhelming minions and I mean I like the, I don't take a that, whole bunch of points off of that this for this is a, a okay we're kind of like taking a left turn here. Right. I don't think Marvel has good no. villains either. <laughs> no. Like, true. Aside from, and even like Batman versus Superman, that wasn't a great no. villain. Like, no, no one has good villains. I the think best villain is Loki. Loki prob- is still the best superhero oh, yeah. villain. Yeah. The problem was that they didn't tell us who it was. Yeah. And so they, and, but they made it look like it was the Joker. Mm. And so when you put random god that no one's ever heard of up against, the Joker, could you're have like been the Joker. Yeah, I'd rather have the Joker. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and then I, yeah. So I mean, I, that's kind of where I'm at with the rating. Yeah. I just yeah. There's that line where she's like, she just gets off the like, Harley Quinn and the Joker are dead. And everyone's like, oh man, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna take her at her word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. There was a woo. Yes. <laughs> They took out our main communication <laughs> satellite. <laughs> Did you hear that, guys? I don't know if you saw on the screen, on the video footage we have of a satellite floating through space that is somehow still being streamed directly to my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, cool. Man. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, yeah. Really appreciate awesome. thanks your Thanks for having insight. me yet again. Yes. We, uh, you, you're the, the third member of the podcast. Podcast. Yes, I made it. <laughs> it only took me three and a half years. I did it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get you your uh, membership card. Okay. That's right. That's right. You, you can uh, you can you can redeem it for discounts at the airport. You can get duty free. <laughs> what? Duty free? What is? <laughs> is there a duty free store? Here? I don't think so. In some airports, there's like duty. You don't have to pay taxes on whatever you buy there, so you go uh, to the duty free store. Like import taxes. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> If you're like coming for the Caribbean or something like that. (laughs) 
What do we have coming up like oh later on? Do we have any more? Like, are we done know. with the movie reviews for the summer? I was looking at it and I was like, we uh, we might be kind of done with with summer movie uh, time. I don't know. It's like summer movie time. Summer movie time. <laughs> Stay on target. Summer, summer movie time. Movie time. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like there's any real like big movies or All anything right. coming up. Well, we need to come up with some content then. <laughs> we do. We do. I'm sure there is a uh, there's lots of topics, lots of lots of news we can talk about next week. Somebody could play through Inside and give a review. Mm, that's on that's true. That's true. It's probably going to have to be would Chris. You, would you come back for that review? Heck yeah, dude. All right. I'd talk with you about inside. Okay. This will happen then. All right. All right. Put it on the books. Put it on the books. Um, all my people get with your people. All right. You have people? I need to get Amanda people. Waller. <laughs> you need some people, John. I need Amanda to get Waller people, killed all my people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Without man. asking me. Because <laughs> they apparently saw too much. <laughs> uh, you can find us online at staintargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisWright250, and JohnWright777, and Fultron84. Please review us, subscribe to us on your podcast service of choice. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Target.